is Pack Center, your one-stop shop for all things Nevada sports, the only sports podcast here on campus. I'm your host, Austin Paschke. To my right is my co-host, Tyler Seth, like always, but we have a special guest in the studio, Isaiah Burroughs. How you doing, my man? Second time on the show. How you feeling? I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah? Thanks for asking. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for having me again. Yes, of course. Of course. Sports writer for not only the Nevada Sagebrush, but Tahoe on stage. And I know there's another one as well. Carson. Oh, Carson now, but that's just news. Whatever. Right. But, I mean, you're still writing. Slight I'm still work. writing. You're yeah, still, still writing. Trying to put some money in my pocket. Right. Yes. Slight work. Yes. Slight work. Yes. But, um, so you're pretty much the go-to guy for all things Nevada sports, right? Try to be. Yeah. Try to be. You're like... You're like the goat, but like Chris Murray's the goat, but you're like the second goat. You know what hope, I mean? You're like the second so. tier goat. Hope right? so. I'm not on his level. <laughs> not yet, not <laughs> yet, but you're getting there. Um, but we have a very good episode for you guys today. It's going to be purely basketball, purely UNLV recap. Almost threw up just saying UNLV, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, women's game, men's game, and we will, um, yeah, just be talking about basketball and we'll be right back and uh, stick with us. And we are back, ready to rock and roll. Man, waking up this morning, I, let me tell you, I wake up at 4.15 this morning. A little Ooh. early. A little early, but it made it a little bit nicer because of what happened last night. The, f- the breakfast I ate tasted just a little bit sweeter. Yeah. You know, the air just, just seems a little bit nicer today because of what happened last night. Both women's and men's beat the little brothers and the little sisters down south, proving that we obviously are the basketball school in Nevada. Now, I don't want to hear about all-time records. I want to hear about what's just been happening the past couple years. And what's been happening the past couple years, we've been dominating the little brothers and little sisters down south. But let's just jump right into it. Let's start off with some women's basketball, yeah? You know, getting the nitty-gritty of things. Women's basketball, now 13-12, and 6-8 and eight in conference after... Last night's game, we beat UNLV at home, 62-59, slim margin. This is the women's basketball team's third win in a row, fourth win in five games. And Amanda Levins, I don't know what she does at the end of the season almost every year, but this team, along with her past teams, is clicking at just the right time as the season is wrapping up, the regular season, I should say. And um, that poses the question before we get into the UNLV game, before we start looking at standings and before we start talking about hypotheticals, why do you guys think, we'll start off with you, Isaiah, why do we think that uh, Levins is always having her teams click at just the right moment? Like, we've seen it before we, when they made that deep Mountain West run. We've been seeing it every year. It just seems like no matter what happens prior to the end of the season, these teams are just starting to click, and it might might have for a very interesting ending in the women's uh, Mountain West tournament. I think it all stems from the confidence she instills in her players. And we saw it again last night, post-game press conference after yet another huge close win over an in-state rival. She tested her sophomores. Deja Hamilton, you need to step up. Essence Booker, you need to be the leader on this team offensively. And they both really stepped up throughout the third and fourth quarters last night. And talking with Essence post-game, she said that, confidence boost gave her so much momentum throughout the whole year and it's finally showing up at the right time they're winners of five four of their last five won yep. three in a row it's it's magical right now and it's a lot of credit has to go to levens and her development of not only just four to five players on the floor 
the lineup versatility and the confidence that each player brings on the floor right now is something to really be amazed at. Well, it's good that you touched on Essence Booker because um, she has been unreal in this stretch. And this is something that we've been saying on the podcast is, well, granted, Essence has been doing this um, all year. It's, she's kind of, you know, had to take the load on her shoulders of the, of the scoring load. And but we've seen them lose in games where she can't perform, and then we just don't have a really like a, a number two option to go to besides Marguerite Effa down low. So you, you don't have we don't have that shooting threat besides Essence Booker in the past games where we've seen them lose. And now that things are starting to pick up, it's because Essence Booker is having such a good run. I think this was what her eighth game in a row with double digits. Yeah, we did. Straight. Yeah, we did that last night. And eighth straight game double digit scoring. That's huge, and we've seen their record reflect on how she's been playing. Uh, and it's just been unreal. Marguerite Effa in that UNLV game last night, 14 points, four rebounds. Essence Booker, 11 points, three rebounds, one steal. And like we said, a straight game and double-digit scoring. Nia Alexander, 11 points, two steals, four rebounds. Outside of that, obviously we have the role players chipping in a couple baskets like we've been seeing. But it's good to see Essence Booker, even though she didn't have the most efficient game, it's good to see her really kind of step into her own as of late and take this, um, put this team on her back and say, you know what, they need me to score and I'm going to do so. Three for nine shooting for Essence Booker. So definitely not the cleanest, but she got the job done and that's what we needed to do. Tyler, how do you think the Lady Wolfpack played last night against the Little Sisters down south? I mean, we've been saying it week in and week out. It seems like this team just gets better and better. And I wanted to touch on something Isaiah just touched on about um, player development. I think Amanda Levins does an amazing job. We've seen this team as a whole and then individual players grow um, you know, exponentially as the Definitely. season. Uh, someone we talked about a couple times on the podcast, Alyssa Jimenez. Mm-hmm. Uh, big steal last night to kind of get that layup and really late in the game to kind of push us ahead and keep us ahead. Her only um, points in the game. Uh, she didn't get the layup. Oh. She had the steal and then uh, dished it off. Dang it. I was <laughs> but, close. Okay, I was, was, was going to throw in a really cool stat right there. But. <laughs> no, uh, but, you know, someone who has developed offensively over yeah. the past couple of games and um, someone on this team who's really kind of stepped up as of recent, not only defensively but offensively. Um, we've seen that with kind of Nia, Nia Alexander, who's someone who has um, stepped up a little bit as well. She played really well at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, kind of had a lull in the middle of the season when – kind of the whole team was going down um, and then has really brought it the last couple of games as well. So I think this player development that Amanda Levins and the coaching staff has done um, has been phenomenal. And I think that can be attested to, you know, this team's record the last, you know, three, four or five games. And something we've seen over the past couple of years and definitely this year, we've touched on it before on the podcast, but I need to touch on it again, is the defense that this team can show game in and game out. Their defense has been unreal. I remember one of the very first games they had 20 steals, which was unreal. But they forced 19 turnovers in this game last night. They had nine steals. One of the key contributors to that was Deja Hamilton. She had three steals, nine points. Someone that we had really, really high hopes for coming into the season. She might have not had the season that we've all hoped for, but now, talking about player development, she might be hitting that stride just at the perfect time as this team heads into what I think is probably the most important stretch of games that they've seen all season. Right now we sit in seventh place in the Mountain West, just one game out of sixth and one and a half games out of fifth. Top five seeds get a Mountain West tournament first round bye. Those top five seeds what you want to get into if, you, if you're a team and you don't want to have to stress about that first round game. 
going down the stretch, this is in very, very, very important four-game stretch. Play New Mexico on Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday at home. They are not very good, but this is the only break that they are really going to get. This, but this is a, a must-win game as well because we can get, we need all the wins we can get. Then we play the undefeated, the conference undefeated Fresno State, who I think last night just clinched the first round seed. Yeah, they did. and they did. Uh, and a share of the Mountain West or the Mountain and, West total and a share and a share and a share last night. Um, so pretty impressive from Fresno State. So we don't really know how that's going to go, but we can definitely have an idea of how that is going to play out. Then we are at home again uh, against Wyoming, who sits two spots ahead of us in the Mountain West standings, and then we play San Diego State, who sits one spot ahead of us in the Mountain West standings. So this next four games are really, really important for Nevada women's basketball. Are these next four games the most important game of of their entire season? I would, I would say yes. Tyler, what do you think? I mean, looking at it right now, I'd say yes. Uh, we did talk about that stretch a little earlier in the season when they had kind of a stretch like this, but now that we are so late in the season. There's only four games left against, you know, some pretty good competition, um, you know, up and down the board. Uh, I think these are the most important games because, like, we keep harping on that fourth spot or that fourth, fifth yeah. kind of spot, that first round bye, so huge in the tournament. Um, I mean, we've seen these ladies, you know, knock at the bye and go very deep in the tournament. Um, and I think that's something that they can do again this season. But just having that rest and um, being able to, you know, have that first round by so big, uh, not only for a team's confidence, but for a rest, you know, it's a long, long season. Um, and to have that first round by is going to be big for, you know, maybe some ladies need some treatment, mm-hmm. need some rest going into the Mountain West tournament to be as healthy as possible. Um, so, I mean, if we could steal three or four of these games, that'd be amazing. Um, I even think if we could steal like two or four, it'd be, we put us in a good spot. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be tough. I mean, like you said, these uh, three of these four teams are ahead of us in the standing. So right. uh, definitely not an easy stretch, but a very important one. Yeah, I was thinking two and two and two is probably realistic. Three and one's ideal, mm-hmm. and that 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 would put us, I would think, fifth place in the Mountain West standings. And to say that we'd be fifth place with a first round bye, I think this time, what three weeks ago when we were sitting tenth or ninth in the Mountain yeah. West, is completely unreal. Uh, New Mexico. Fresno State, Wyoming, San Diego State. Isaiah, how do you think those last four games are going to play out? What do you think our record's going to be as we end the season? I really hope we can just come away with the split, to be honest with you. If we can finish the year 15 and 14 overall in eight, what was that, eight and eight in conference? Yeah, it'd be uh, two and two would be. Oh, eight and 10 in conference. Yeah, eight and 10. Yep. Not, I know it doesn't look ideal on, on, on the box score, on the numbers end of things but looking where we started the year and coming off three straight conference losses before we rally for five in a row we have momentum right now and I think one thing that's huge before we play this New Mexico game is we have a week off this is a essentially a buy for us huge and it's huge because usually coming off a home victory especially back-to-backs you go on the road you're mm-hmm. playing a conference right you're playing a conference matchup not not the case and this can give them not only much-needed rest as athletes, but they're also students. Right. This is the time of year when, hey, maybe maybe a first exam, some right. sort of exam, quiz, test pops up. Maybe I know some midterms them, that, are, that are starting you, you to see? ramp up. They're also student athletes in the classroom, right. and this could give them a much-needed break both physically and mentally and kind of regain their focus on not only their play but their right. studies. 
and I don't know if this is the right direction to take it, but I'm starting to wonder if sixth seed is a little bit better than fourth and fifth seed. I know you Ooh. have to play that. I know you have to play that first game, but that fifth and fourth, whoever wins that game, has to turn around and play an undefeated Fresno State. Granted, if they beat the A seed, which I'm guessing they will, but you know what I'm saying is it, that is, that game in the semifinals, if you the winner between four and five is going to have a tough, tough sledding getting into the Mountain West Championship game. Oh, definitely, you said it, but that's it's one of the things we're just you know, going to have to do right? and kind of buck up. So no matter where we're placed within the tournament, Levins and Amaya West said it last night, just getting there, right. just getting there is so yeah. important, and the way they finished the year with their heads high. And everything like that, yeah. that's that's crucial. That's let's just get there and we'll take care of the rest. Well, and we know how Levin's teams perform in the Mountain West tournament. So whoever plays us, I truly feel sorry for because they're 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 a different animal when they come into the Mountain West tournament time. Um, but like I said, it is gonna be very, very hard to beat that undefeated Fresno State team. They are looking like a completely other animal. They are looking like the women's version of the San Diego State team. They really are. <laughs> they're 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 playing unreal right now. Um, but enough of women's basketball. Like we said, they got four games left, and we will be able to recap all of them after it happens. The first, or the next game, I should say, is next Wednesday at home at 6.30 against New Mexico. It is their Think Pink game sponsored by Renown and Hometown Health. But now. Can we get money for that? That shout out right there? No, but it kind of sounded like a little, a little commercial, bit, yeah. huh? <laughs> presented yeah. by. Presented Renown. by, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Pack Center is presented by. No, not yet, not yet. Uh, but right now, if you're listening, right? I know sh- our DMs are open. Yeah, give us some money. Um, men's basketball. Same thing happened last night. Three point win, which is a little bit weird. A little bit weird that the women's and men's ended not the exact same way. Ours went to overtime, or the men's went to overtime. Beat the little brothers down south, 82 to 79 in OT. First road win since December. One in seven in road games before this. We are now two in seven. So we proved to everyone that we can win on the road. I think this game is proving, <laughs> proving the seven losses wrong. Well, a win at Thomas and Mac deserves four right. extra road wins right. on top of that. So, so we're, we're sort of come on. almost 50%. Come on so not bad. Uh, third time in matchup history that their, um, their game went to OT. They've played 91 times. This is the third game that it's went to OT, and this is the first one that we have won. So some history there as well. But all in all, I know we haven't been able to – we're kind of like the women's team in the sense that we haven't been able to really finish in close games. And I think this game showed us that – well, when it went to overtime, first of all, this was UNLV's sixth game in overtime. Two and four. Now. And so I was thinking to myself, well, they've been there before, obviously, more than once. More than like they've been there like a lot of times. Yeah. So and this was our first OT game of the season. So I'm thinking to myself, oh crap, like we're done. Like we don't have any experience in OT. We have a young group. Like we're I, in foul trouble late. We, yeah. Um. Lindsey had four. Uh, JC, JC fouled out. Or had did no. he foul out? I think, but he had he had um I think he had four late. Let me let me see real quick. Um, it looks like Lindsey had four. No, he did JC foul. He had five, so he fouled JC out. Event, JC eventually out. fouled out. And I know KJ, KJ had, had four. four yeah, yeah well, that's yeah, that's a, that's a given. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, we, we were in serious foul trouble, and then we go into OT, and I'm like, if Lindsey gets another foul, we're done. Like, we're going to lose yeah. by, like, at least ten points. Like, that was yeah. – I, I went into worst-case scenario mode. But um, this game really showed me that we can play, A, in tough – 
in tough, not arenas, but in tough circumstances, environments, and um, we can play in really, really close games in a rivalry game that meant a lot to both teams. If we would have lost this, UNLV would have jumped us. We would have won sixth place. But now that we won, we're tied for second. Like, this game meant a lot. And this this game showed me that we can play in really, really tight games. And it was really nice to see. Isaiah, what did you see from uh, – I know you weren't able to watch it because you're covering the women's game. But, I mean, what does this, this win mean to the team? What do you think uh, – how do you think this win went? Just another hard-fought victory, yeah. in my honest estimation. Like, what what more have we shown this year? I I think we've right. shown the ability to win in a multitude of ways. You want us to beat you at the free throw line, we can do that. You yeah. want us to spread you out and kill you from the three-point line, we can do that. You want to go in a tough environment against your interstate rival, play into overtime, playing big down low, getting huge fouls, defending without fouling late with two yes. minutes left. Huge. That was huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And getting clutch buckets, and it doesn't have to be via the three-point line. It can be right. a chip-in with the free throw, a put-back yeah. layup. It's those type of things that just speaks volumes to how we've been able to perform throughout the year. So just another one to the books, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it was nice to see the Little Brothers go down that way. And uh, it is our fifth win over UNLV in a row. I think seven of eight. In, yeah, seven of eight. Uh, I think sixth in a row at, at Thomas & Mack or five in a row in Thomas & Mack. Um, we definitely have their number as of late. Tyler, what did you see as we watched this game last night uh, unfold? I mean, just like the toughness this team plays with. Down the stretch, Isaiah was talking about playing without fouling. Lindsey Drew was playing with four fouls, and in that kind of the the what was it the one three one zone? Oh yeah, he was yeah. playing the in the block with four fouls. Didn't foul late, so props to Lindsey Drew for staying in that game mm-hmm. and someone we really needed down the stretch. Yeah, but this team just fought. I mean, we, Jazz hits a big three in the corner mm-hmm. uh, to tie it. Um, after tying it the possession before um, on that little floater uh, to even get us into overtime. And then just some good defense playing down the stretch. Uh, Jalen hitting free throws at the end. Um, people saying on Twitter that he missed that layup on purpose <laughs> so he could have a chance at 30 in overtime. Was, that was a, even that though he missed that. Even though he missed, he missed the yeah. second free throw to put him God. at 30. Um, that was the kind of ironic thing that I thought funny. But just this team's toughness, man. We see um, a lot of these players fighting for rebounds. I mean, Jalen had 14 rebounds, career high for him. Lindsey, 13 rebounds. Um, just dudes stepping up in all different types of ways and showing that they can win, like you kind of said, in tough environments on the road. Yeah. And just real quick, this is a quick question. How would you guys like the zone? Isaiah, did you, I, feel, I thought— Loved it. I loved, loved it. it. Mixing in not just a 1-3-1, one, one, but a 2-3. Right. 2-3. Three. Right. Mm-hmm. Three. You, you want to talk about getting them out of their rhythm. They The last 7-20 of the first half, yeah. They didn't have a single field goal. Right. Only points they got were from the line. Yeah. It speaks volumes. And we've seen this throughout the year at Lawler. I bet you guys have noticed. Teams like San Jose State who want to stretch the floor, we're not afraid to run a zone. Yeah. And it's actually so effective. And I think Alford manipulates it in a way where it's you don't know what's going to happen in each half-court set. He may mix right. in a 3-2, three, 2-3, two, two, three, one, three, one, or even go back to man. So I'd love for us to keep that coming throughout the year. Right. That's props to him. Well, and UNLV's obviously not the best three-point shooting team as it is. So I think it's really smart that he ran the zone, and he and there was many times where they were going to let them shoot. Oh, like, yeah. they were probably a foot behind—our uh, defense was a foot behind or in front of the three-point line, and we didn't care. We had a, a kind of a hand in their face, and we didn't really care. We were going to let them shoot. And I, I think that's great, great coaching by Alfred because 
what did they sh- they didn't shoot a high clip from three at all it was 23.1 nine, nine for 30 they sh- had 39 threes that's almost unreal second lowest of the year for for who? for UNLV second lowest yeah second oh lowest really of the year. oh I thought it was a lot I was like oh nine made was the second yeah. lowest oh nine. I was gonna say <laughs> 39 attempts is yeah. unreal. The second lowest yeah. is Yeah, I was like, how attempts. much are they shooting? God. But, no, I, I totally agree. It's like it's nice to see a coach mix in some things now and then, not just – and the timeouts when the crowd was <laughs> oh, getting crazy. Wow. I said this last <laughs> yeah. night. I love the timeouts. I love when Coach Alford calls timeouts because it's something we haven't seen before. It's like Musk didn't, didn't care. He was like – let him go on a run. We'll 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 bounce back. It's all good. But Alfred really like he strategically plans out his timeouts. Thirty seconds left in the first half. What is he gonna do? He's gonna take a timeout. He wants that last possession. He wants a he wants points because he knows how valuable points are late in the game. But like I said, second place in Mountain West now. They're tied for second, I should say. We we would have sit sixth with a loss. We have the tiebreaker over UNLV. So now we are starting to look at. Bracket situations with only four games left. I'm thinking it's almost impossible because of who we play of not getting a first round bye. But like we've been saying, we really, really now we have the chance of getting higher than that. We have to get that third seed, man, because to play San Diego State in that semifinal is going to be brutal, absolutely brutal. And so now looking ahead. We have a very, very important games coming up, and we'll get to the schedule in a little bit. But these are just like the women's teams. These are must-win games, man. I don't remember a time where we're looking at the schedule saying, like, dude, these are must-win games. Maybe it's because we had so much success in the past. But, I mean, these are must-win games because of what happens in Mountain West Tournament. We could be talking about an NCAA tournament berth at stake, which is kind of crazy to talk about. Holding them to such great uh, shooting. I, 39 threes, I can't get over that. A nine for 13, uh, unreal, absolutely unreal. So we'll talk about some players that really performed in this game. Obviously, Jalen Harris, he joined the 1,000-point club after this game. He had 29 points, just one shy of 30, which would have been five in a row, uh, would have been nine on, a, on the year. Nine. Absolutely unreal. If he's not talking, if we're not talking about Mountain West player of the year aspirations, then get on out. I don't even want to talk about it. see that clip of Jazz at the at the postgame? Yeah, so what were they saying? I, it was in class, so I couldn't hear the audio. Jazz, Jazz just runs up. And, and he, Lindsay, right? And Both of them Lindsay did. came a little after. Jazz is the one talking most, though. Jazz goes, uh, he's like, if this guy isn't your Mountain West, or if he just said player of the year, right. he didn't even say Mountain West. Right. I'm assuming he meant Mountain West. Yeah. But he goes, if this guy isn't your player of the year, I don't know who is. Look at all the stats. Look at all this. And he's just pointing at him. Jalen's like, I don't think they can hear you, man. Oh, my and, God. But, you know, the uh, the mic picked up. Right, and then right. Lindsay comes back, and he's just facts. Facts. facts? Says it a couple times oh and leaves. True Lindsay Drew it. fashion. Just a couple words. Right. Speaks yeah, volumes. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny in that. I watched that clip this morning, and I was I was dying pretty hard. I love it. It was I love awesome. It. And he had, uh, I think, a season-high 14 rebounds. Career-high 14 Career-high 15 rebounds. Or 14. 14 rebounds. Five assists. Absolutely unreal. Did work. A uh, fun tweet by Chris Murray was he compared uh, Malachi Flynn's stats to Jalen Harris's stats. And I didn't know this, but voters were are asked to only use conference games for Mountain mm-hmm. West players. I did not know that. But stacking them up, just looking at them, Jalen Harris, 25.9 points per game in conference. That is unreal compared to Flynn's 17.3. Jalen has 5.9 rebounds per game. Flynn has 5.1. 
Flynn has the upper edge in assists, though, with 4.6 per game. Jay Lynn only has 4.1. And then Flynn's 1.7 steals per game compared to 1.3. But the field goal percentage is huge. 50% from the field, Jalen Harris is shooting in Mountain West play. 50%. He's averaging 50% from the field. Flynn, 44.3% from the field, which is still very, very impressive. Uh, Jalen Harris, 41% from three. Malachi Flynn's 33% from three. I mean, when you're looking at stats alone, I think the stats tell a pretty convincing narrative, if I do say so myself. Looking at other players who performed in this one, we got Lindsey Drew, 13 rebounds, only six points. That's okay. He contributed on the board, that is for sure. And four assists is something you would like to see as well. Jazz Johnson, 19 points, uh, three rebounds, two assists. Not bad as well. And then you got Nizre, who we've been saying is going to have to be huge down the stretch. And he has been, especially in Mountain West play as well. He's going to have to step up huge. 12 points in this one, three rebounds, only four for 13 from the field. So you say what could have been when if he had a hot hand. He was two for seven from the three-point line. Um, some fun stats about Lindsey, though. Ranks third in most wins against UNLV with five wins. He sits behind good old DJ Fenner. Man, I wish he was still around. He was fun to watch. And Jordan Caroline, who both have six. Lindsey Drew is now three assists shy of 500 in his career and become the first and only Wolfpack player to have 900 points, 600 rebounds, and 500 assists. Unreal. Talk about a point god. He can do everything at all times. So looking ahead at this schedule, though. Tuesday, in the pit, Alfred makes his return to New Mexico. Huge game, huge implications. We know how New Mexico has been dealing with some stuff as of late, and so they're a little bit thin on the roster. Understatement. Yes, <laughs> a, little, a little bit thin on the roster, so they haven't been doing as good, but still a very important game. Whenever you travel to the pit, it's almost like a totally different place, totally different environment. The te- there. Ask last year, right? Right, yeah, I know. It's. I mean, it's totally unreal. No matter what team you're playing there, like what New Mexico team you get, it's going to be a very, very hard game, especially... With Alfred coming back, um, I expect there to be some booze mixed in with the cheers, which is kind of crazy. You don't think so, Isaiah? Mm, don't I don't think, think so, because so. he did amazing things with that program, NBA-ready talent. What I'm saying is we talked time. about this the other yeah. day. What would happen if Musk came back? You know there would be booze, which is horrible. We said the same thing. There should not be booze if Musk came back. There should not be booze if, when Alfred comes I can't. back. If Alfred gets booed, that's But think ridiculous. about it. Two days before he signed the UCLA contract, he, he signed a new He's, contract with the New Mexico and said he was never leaving. And then two days later, he goes Stuff to UCLA. Stuff happens, man. Stuff <laughs> right? happens, man. You never right. know in the turn of the moment, But man. think about But Musselman didn't even him. do that. Musselman didn't even do that. He photoshopped a picture. And everyone lost their damn minds. <laughs> I mean, think about it. He's going to get booze. He's going to get booze, which is Horrible. But anyways, New Mexico in the pit, Tuesday, 6 p.m. And then we have Fresno State, who is not doing so hot this year, we should say. Not doing so well. They come t- uh, to Lawler Saturday, 7 p.m. Then we have Wyoming at 6 p.m., who also is not – I don't know if they've won a conference game yet. I'm going to be straight Ooh, up. I, oh, actually, I do have it up. I do have it up. They're 1-12. There you go. Uh, they're one and twelve in conference play. Yeah, now I'm curious. Can someone get on that real quick? And then, um, then we play San Diego State senior night at home. We've called SDSU. in the past. 
we are going to win this game. San Jose yeah. State they beat, by the way. Yeah, it was oh. yeah. on the okay. road. The, the team that beat us. That's, yep. that's, that's, that's good. Okay, good to know. Nice. But anyways, San Diego State, February 29th, Saturday, 5 p.m. in Lawler. Everyone should have that game circled. Everyone should have already bought tickets. I can't believe it's not sold out yet. Let me go. But we're let's, winning this game. Let's look at the tickets again. We're, Whoa. We're, we're winning that game. Hot take. Yeah. We're, oh, we're, we've we're said take. it. You've been saying that? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're hot take is, is, is gone. Okay. Oh, it's, it's okay. happening. Oh, this is like an easy take now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's happening. It's ha- it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a cat fight. But, a cat fight. But it's – we're winning this game. Damn. Tuesday, though, New Mexico. Do you guys think we win this game? Is this a question? Um. It's Yes, it's still a question. Because yep. New Mexico still plays so hard. And in the pit. when you got a kid by the name of Zane Martin right now, who's still been playing out of his mind ever since those allegations, a few personal allegations, and a couple injuries came into play, he's been playing out of his mind. And he, yeah, he did a great job coming here at Lawler. He really right. was the spark that offense needed. Vance Jackson's been playing well. And they bring some size down low and they bring some defensive versatility. So it should be tough. But I still think, especially coming off that huge win at UNLV, right. too. Do you have a point prediction for this game? I'm going to go with 89-76. We win. We Yeah, we're going to take Not that. Not that close, then. High scoring, though. Yeah, like definitely it. high scoring I think we'll game. pull away. Yeah. Second half. Scoring comes back a little bit because we, yeah. we lulled a little bit at yeah, isn't that Isn't that crazy? When you when I say 89 points and scoring comes back, right. I just think about <laughs> right. the numbers we're putting up offensively. Yeah. That's kinda, it's crazy. Yeah. Put that into retrospect. Do you have a point prediction and how this game is going to go on Tuesday? I mean, like you both said, it's the pit, so it's so unpredictable. We came into the pit last year. We were still undefeated in a conference, I think, and took our first L there. Yeah, um, that was our first loss of the year. And, right. yeah, it was brutal. I remember <laughs> I remember watching that game just thinking, man, I hate this place. Yeah. I hate it so the much. It's horrible. Viejas and the pit, Yeah, the two places we hate to play in. Uh, I think we do take it. I mean, I think New Mexico has too much of an uphill battle to climb, especially with, like Isaiah said, the numbers we're putting up on offense. 88 points in the win versus the Air Force, 95 points in the win versus San Jose State, 82 points on kind of an off-ish Definitely offensive off. day against UNLV yeah. in overtime. Um, so I think I think the points continue to roar. I think Jalen drops another 30. I think he just pops off. Uh, I'm going to go with Nizra has like over 15 points too. I think That'd he comes huge. off the bench yeah. with a huge spark like he did at UNLV. I got us taking this game. I'm going to say 87 70 I'll go 75. I think we beat him by like 12. Okay, okay. Um I think I I agree with Isaiah. I think it's going to be close in the first half, but um second part of the first half and the whole second half is just going to be all Wolfpack and uh we'll take it down easy, come back home, play Fresno and hope we take that dub too. Yeah, and another thing that the UNLV game showed us and then we're going to get off UNLV cuz I I don't like saying their name. Um we shot six threes. We shot the ball 25 times from the beyond the arc, made six of them. And then we were 29 for 65 from the field. Um, that first half, though, we were 50% from the field, and they kind of dropped off 40% in the second half, and then only 33% in OT. Um, but the the advantage on the boards was huge, which is something that I did not think was going to happen. I mean, granted, they had, like, what, 500 um, offensive, offensive rebounds? rebounds? Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> but we did out-rebound them 52 to 51, which is kind of crazy, and that was something coming into the season I thought was not going to happen was rebounding. But... These next four games, as we're wrapping up now, New Mexico, Fresno State, Wyoming, San Diego State. Do you think there is a chance, looking at the standings, it goes San Diego State, obviously, then Utah State, Boise State, us, and then Colorado State to round out the top five. 
us, Boise State and Utah State all tied at nine and five. Colorado State with eight and five after that loss to Boise, which was huge for us in in seeding. But how do you think these last four games are going to go? And how do you think um, when it's all said and done? I know it's a little early. How all said and done? How do you think we're going to uh, finish seeding for Mountain West tournament? Tyler, we'll start with you. Um. I mean, it's going to be tough. We need some help, obviously, yeah. if we want to jump those uh, top three seeds. It's hard because we're not playing. Yeah, we don't teams. We don't have it in. Like the women's team we've talked about before, they have their destiny kind of in their hands, per right. se. They play teams ahead of them in the yeah. schedule, uh, or excuse me, in conference. And, you know, if they win a couple of those games, it's an easy leapfrog. Yeah. Uh, the men's basketball team, we need help. I mean, I could see us jumping a spot, probably no more than a spot, to get to three. I think we'll probably stay at four, though. I don't see, you know, down the stretch, everyone's really trying to fight for that, you know, those top three yep. spots. So I kind of see us staying at four, which, like you said, isn't a terrible spot to be, but, you know. Definitely not the best. Definitely not the best yeah. either. Um, so a three seed would be huge would be uh, ideal, come seeding. Yeah. Uh, and if we get some help, I could see a couple upsets um, plaguing, you know, Boise State right. in, down the stretch. But, um, you know, I don't – it's going to be tough. Yeah, Isaiah, how do you think the uh, last four games are going to go, and what do you think our seed's going to be in the Mountain West Tournament? Yeah, like Tyler mentioned, I you know what? Maybe not like Tyler mentioned, because I have us going 3-1 and one with that loss to San Diego State. Right. I just can't get on your guys' fuego <laughs> no, take. No, but no. Nothing, nothing. I, I no. respect it. Yeah. I just... I've seen a lot it's of San happen. Diego State this year. Right. You know what? I certainly, I certainly hope I'm wrong. If my predictions have told you anything, it's... I'm a dumb idiot. So, uh, <laughs> um, I still have us finishing the year three and one. That's on a strong note, but I think I when we finish the year three and one, we'd be twelve and six in conference. Mm-hmm. I don't think that'll be enough to jump, let alone to three, let alone to two. I still think having us stay at four, which is right. still crucial, which right. is still great. We still have a bye, but yep. the way Boise State's been playing with back-to-back wins in conference, I don't see us jumping over them, and the fact that. Like Tyler mentioned, we, man, we we haven't played them. We 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 can't really, we can't make up for lost ground at this point. What's done is done. So with New Mexico, Fresno State, Wyoming, and SDSU, you just have to take care of business. And whatever seed we get, we get. Hopefully, we still secure a top four seed, and that's where it comes to playing so crucial down these last four games. Yeah, yeah. and looking at Boise State's remaining schedule, okay, they yep. play at home against San Diego State. L, probably you know. Hopefully. Um, hopefully, you know, because we want to beat them here at Lawler right. for the first loss. Yep. Uh, at San Jose State, which has proven to be a tougher place than people think, That's but still dub. probably That's a dub. A dub. Yeah. Uh, at home against New Mexico. Dub. dub. At UNLV for the last game of the That's season. not guaranteed That's, either. And that is the— That's going to be an interesting game. That's the interesting one, and that's the one that's, that I could see them shake your head slipping. at me, Isaiah. It's a dub. Don't you shake your head at me. That's a hard game. It's going to be interesting. I mean, look—I mean, it's a pretty— you know, besides San Diego State, it's a pretty easy schedule for the rest of the way for Boise. But yeah. um, hopefully, you know, this might be the one single time that we kind of root for the little brothers down south. I'm right there with you. Upset. No, I'm right Maybe. there with you. Now that we beat them, we want them to win uh, or at least beat Boise State. Yeah, I agree. So it's going to be an interesting finish, but um, I'm kind of with Isaiah. It's it's going to be – I could see a slip into three, but it's, t- it's going to be a tough road. As we wrap up, I'm going to tell you guys exactly how it goes down, and you guys don't don't even worry about it over there. I, I'm going to tell you exactly how it goes down, right? This is why he's the host. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Thank he you. can just – Thank you. So we go we go three and one at worst on this stretch, and then Boise is going to lose San Diego State, lose to UNLV. We'll leapfrog them in the standings. Utah State's going to stay in two. We'll go to three, and then as the bracket breaks down, we'll obviously – 
we'll be yeah we'll be three we'll play the sixth seed don't care who it is we'll beat them and then we will play utah state in that two three matchup which is going to be huge beat them play san diego state in the mountain west tournament beat them we'll go to the ncaa berth easy any last comments before <laughs> we wrap this all basketball no, episode up 100% correct. I see, yeah. I see nothing but no, facts. Nothing but no hot takes right. in that entire no transparency. Nothing, nothing right. but nothing. facts. I, I see clearly now. Ultimately, nothing. ultimately, this is what really is going to happen, is everyone has to pay attention for these last four games. These four games are going to be huge. And to say that an NCAA tournament berth is not out of the question is crazy to me, but it's truly not. Um, by the way, things might be able to shape up. It's going to be a hard road ahead, but as the season's winding down, We'll be able to recap and highlight and bring you guys the latest news on all things Wolfpack sports, not only basketball. And uh, thank you guys for listening and giving us your time. And like always, let's go Pack.